0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Today's episode of Disability Matters has been previously recorded. Please enjoy today's episode.
2: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
3: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is Joyce Bender, and I want to send out, before we start, a special shout out to Yoshiko Dart, who we all love so much. I say that because she's not only a role model for me. But she is the person that has helped so many young people living with disabilities. She is all about freedom. Do you agree with that, Gerald?
4: Oh, absolutely. <coughs> Definitely. And, uh, you know, I'm sure she's listening today and uh, enjoying the shout-out and um, happy that we can be, work with her to do that.
3: Well, you heard Gerald's voice, and that is my my company. He is the chair of the Bender Lead On Team. I want to tell you what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about bullying, and we're going to talk about Sam Miller and the Sam Miller Award. And I have two tremendous people. As I mentioned, I have Gerald Homey, who is part of Bender Consulting, but is the chair of the Bender Lead On Team. And... Remember, lead on, Justin Dart, lead on, that's where that came from. And Jenny Miller, my great friend, who is uh, Sam's mother and who is also with us today. Welcome, Jenny.
5: Thank you so much. You're very gracious.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. I am all about what we're talking about today because, first of all, I'm all about young people, young people living with disabilities. It's so amazing. I just today saw something that my good friend Andy Imparato shared uh, on one of the social media sites, and it was a photograph of a young man using a chair with the sign saying, Bullying is not cool. Trust me, bullying is not cool. And so first, I'm going to first start with Gerald. Um, And Gerald, I thought maybe you could give everyone a little bit about your background um, and actually your experiences with bullying.
4: Sure. And uh, thank you, Joyce, for having me on the show here today. Um, Like Joyce said, I am the chair of our Bender Lead On team here, which is our support group for youth with disabilities. So, I head up that program and have been doing that since uh, I started on an internship here at Bender Consulting when I was still in high school. Um, You know, our goal with that is to combat bullying, like Joyce said. Uh, It's a personal mission for me as a young person with a disability. Uh, Growing up, going through the school system, I faced Plenty of bullying myself growing up. I have a learning disability. I have dysgraphia um, and uh, went through a number of different hazing rituals that came around that uh, through other young people that I spent time with in school. I faced a lot of bullying, as I mentioned, going through that. Uh, From a very young age uh, in elementary school all the way up through high school. Um, It was something that, you know, most people with disabilities, or most young people in general, uh, when you face don't want to talk about it, which was the approach that I took, uh, which was not helpful, um, and uh, chose to. Try to deal with that myself internally, and supposed to seek help and guidance to get through that, um, which was the wrong decision because it ended up leading to a moment where I actually attempted to take my own life uh, due to the bullying I was facing. Um, luckily, it was an unsuccessful attempt, and that's f- way in the past now at this point. Um, but. Uh, that's why we've started the Bender Lead On team with what we're doing here to be a place where somebody can uh, reach out to when they're facing issues with bullying and other issues that a young person with a disability that you go through. Um, someone that you can talk to to uh, help you get through that and also to help you become somebody that someone else can talk to to see through those issues.
3: Yeah, and you know what, Gerald, a question I have for you is, what do you think happens when someone is so bullied that, like you, would actually think of taking their own life? What do you think that is? What happens? Why do they feel like that?
4: Um, I think you... Uh, when you're at that point, you definitely believe the things that uh, these bullies are telling you um, about yourself. The um, negative things that you get told, of, uh, how you're worthless, all those types of things are something that you believe. Um, and I know for me, uh, I, I felt that way, and I felt like I was burdening the others around me by being there. Um and, uh, you know, you just have to have a different kind of outlook <laughs> on yourself because, you know, no matter what somebody else tells you, you, you control your fate, you control your destiny. And, you know, um, you are worth as much as you invest in yourself. And, and uh, you know, you people just need to see that.
3: Well, and I agree with you so much, and we're going to talk about this more. Um, But I want to move on for a moment to Jenny, Jenny Miller, who to me is a true champion. Uh, There are people that go through tragedies in their life, and they just don't do anything with it, or they become very bitter. And then you have those people that turn around and say, this happened to me, but I'm going to help other people. And that's Jenny Miller. So, Jenny, I thought I'd start with uh, you sharing with our Listeners, a little bit about you and what Sam endured as far as bullying well, thank you,
5: Joyce. Uh, Sam was bullied uh, first when he was a young boy when he first uh, was diagnosed with epilepsy and uh, he had behavioral changes with the seizures, as well as with the medications, and uh, we tried to educate those around and uh, with the children as well as the parents. And uh, Sam also tried to uh, explain to his friends because these were friends that knew him from the time he was a baby, and and uh, they would throw balls at his head at game time and say, uh, "We want to see you spaz out and have a seizure." And uh, this just wasn't acceptable, and rather than try and uh, change churches or anything, we thought that it was better to educate those around us. And uh, he would even go up to the parents, and he tried emailing some of the parents and talked to them, and one of the parents boldly said, well, Sam, you're part of the problem. It's your fault, not just their fault. Oh. (laughs) I don't remember that. Jenny, I didn't know that part of the story. That makes it even worse. Yeah. They they thought, well, it's your behavior, Sam. No, it's a medical condition. And uh, later on, when we had finally changed churches, after the pastor had even talked to these boys and girls, and we had even done a Hope presentation there after Sam talked to congressmen and senators with the Speak Up, Speak Out program, and our uh, epilepsy affiliate had looked at me and said, "Well, I think we need to have a presentation there." Um, a few changed, but not many, and we just finally did after several years. We we finally changed churches, and things got they were better at the new church. And uh, but then we even had a one doctor who who said that I caused the stigma. For Sam and I, for years, kept asking this doctor why. And I wrote an article, and in the article that I even gave to one of the doctors, a very high, famous doctor, which I won't mention, uh, I, I wrote in there that uh, Tony Coelho had shaken Sam's hand and told him never to be ashamed of his epilepsy. And and I asked the doctor in the article, without naming his name, saying. You know, how can Sam be ashamed now because a doctor told him that he shouldn't talk about his epilepsy, and that's exactly what the doctor said, that you shouldn't have to tell people, and uh, so we faced a lot of stigma for for years, and Sam was even bullied in, in college, and... Uh, When Sam did uh, die, his fourth attempt uh, of suicide was successful. Um, We're not sure that it was a bully side because Sam had texted his dad and his sister that he just couldn't uh, handle what was going on in his life. Um, The rumors in our area were that he was bullied into the river. And uh, we don't know that that's what happened the police don't think that that was what was happened, but we've tried to uh, talk to people just saying, you know, it, whether he was or wasn't, um, the, the resonating thing is that it's, it's wrong that people go around spreading the rumors of that and how hurtful that was. And our daughter, there was a rumor the day after Sam died, there was a rumor that our daughter had been, um, had hung herself. So we had a lot of, uh, things in our small town as far as the bullying. Um, and Sam was highly affected, and our whole family was. You know, uh, Anna was affected by the way her brother was bullied. And, uh, it just, it, the bullying affects more than just one individual. And it, as as Gerald talked about, some people just hold that in and don't. they're afraid or they don't know, they don't have the tools to reach out and get help because they're either afraid and they're intimidated or they don't know what to do. Oh,
3: you know, Jenny, before we go to break, When you're talking, one of the things I must tell you that just shakes me when I hear you talk is I know our listeners, I know the same thing is happening right now. When you're talking about you had to change your church, Mm -hmm. not change high schools, but change your church, oh my, oh my, that's all I can say, one word, shameful, Of all places, shameful. I guess someone forgot about the greatest of these is love. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just tuned in, we're talking to Gerald Homie and Jenny Miller about something that I am passionate about fighting, and that is bullying. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Gerald and Jenny.
2: their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com i
7: surprise you. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender.
3: And welcome back everyone. If you just joined the show, this is really serious. This is serious. You know, I'm really honored to have both people on the show with me today, Gerald Hummy and Jenny Miller. But you know, when you talk about bullying and worse yet, Bully side, which is when a child commits suicide and it originated at some point from bullying. That's horrific. It's so hard to even talk about. It It really is. You know, anyone, I always tell young people there isn't anyone worth you taking your life. There isn't anyone. But we all need to talk about this more. That's why I like to t- wanted to talk about it today on the show because we've got to we've got a work to stop this now, um, Gerald. We were talking to you earlier um, about this. Do you think that? Do you think this scar stays with people for a long time?
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, and um, you. Know, there's a quote from I believe it's from Maya Angelou. Uh, I could be wrong, but it, it states how you know that um, you can never really forget how someone made you feel. Um, and you know when you when someone makes you feel worthless and um, so defeated, and uh, there's it's very hard to forget that. And uh, even when you move past that as well, it's hard. It can be hard to. Uh, forgive the person who did that and to move on. So definitely something that people carry with them a long time. And because it's also associated with shame, it's something that people still hide um, and choose to not confront those emotions.
3: Well, it obviously, sadly, tragically stayed with Sam. And you know, Jenny was talking about epilepsy. As you all know, I also live with epilepsy. And I just want to tell you, and I think Jenny was probably at some of these uh, Kids Speak Up events, as she mentioned earlier, in Washington, D.C., where I talked about bullying and where I saw young people, I'll never forget this, Emily, because she was only 11 years old, standing up saying, "Miss Bender, my best friend, we used to do things together all the time, but her mommy found out I have epilepsy, and now I'm not allowed to her house. Hmm. And I mean, it just killed me hearing her say this. And uh, Jenny, I know you know that that's true, that there is a stigma with epilepsy, and I don't know what you think,
5: why that is. I guess it's seeing a seizure, is that what you think? I think it's not understanding, and I think it's uh, absolutely just the ignorance behind it. Um, They don't know what to do. My daughter had that experience, and um, and we we think she had a misdiagnosis very briefly, and uh, it was with a babysitter, and the babysitter um, interviewed four different people for hours and hours and um, saw just a brief thing on my website and then uh, absolutely um, blew it all out of proportion and then didn't want in a over there ever again. And it was similar. And and I've heard many, many people talk about not wanting children over anymore because of their epilepsy. And it didn't matter what type of epilepsy it was. And as you know, Joyce, there are 20 different kinds of of, of seizures and they can manifest in 100 different ways. So just saying that a child has epilepsy does it mean that she's going, they're going to fall down on the ground and shake? You might not even know that the child's having a seizure.
3: It, it well, might not that, be yeah. something that
5: you recognize.
3: Right, that's absolutely correct. One in 26 people live with epilepsy, and just as Jenny stated, there are all these different types of uh, seizures. For example, when I had that uh, seizure I was referring to, mm-hmm. I do not have a convulsion. Right. I neither pass I. out. I fall. When I say pass out, I mean I, you know, become unconscious for a short time, for a couple mm-hmm. minutes. But even that has changed because when I change my medication, I now have uh, a complex partial seizure where I am semi awake while this is going on. And my point is, neither one fit into what the majority of listeners today are thinking about when they think about a seizure, they think about a convulsion. But can you imagine what it is like to be in seventh grade and have a seizure in the hallway and lose bodily control? What do you think happens to that kid? I'll tell you what happens. It's horrific how that person is bullied. And I'll ask you, Gerald, why do you think people have a hard time with epilepsy?
4: Well, you know, and uh, a lot of it is the stigma. And, you know, a big thing about it, too, is like anybody else who does have a hidden disability, um, a lot of people with those are faced with the uh, temptation and also the... Uh, enforcement from others, as we talked about earlier in the show, to conceal it. Um, you know, you feel like you don't want it to come out. You don't want people to know that you have this because you know that people will treat you differently because of it. And um, so, therefore, when it does come out then um, people do treat you differently because of it, it's uh, that more traumatic. Um, and uh, you just kind of have to learn the fact that This is something that does not change really who you are or um, does not make you a worse of a person. It's just something that you deal with on a daily basis and it's just part of you and it doesn't make you any worse.
3: That's right. Yeah, that's right. It is only part of who you are and you should never be ashamed, ever, that you're living with any type of disability. Jenny, so if I remember right when you were talking earlier, though, with Sam, it did start from his epilepsy, correct? The bullying, I mean.
5: Yes, that's how it started. And it it continued because he went on to have severe depression as well as schizophrenia. And so in college, it was his schizophrenia that uh, probably triggered it because he had um, his facial expression changed. He had a very blank look, and and there was a, a certain young man in college who who just thought he looked kind of bizarre. And Sam didn't think he looked any different than anybody else. And the people that the young people that I work with tend to have uh, different forms of mental illness. So Gerald, I'm really glad that you brought up the invisible disabilities because. People often really don't want to talk about them, and when I'm working with clients, I will reveal that I have depression and anxiety, and I have, since I was a fairly young person, I just didn't know that it had a name. I just, I knew that I was really anxious and worried about things a lot of the time, and it wasn't until I was an adult that I kind of figured it out. And uh, now I'm treated for it, and I tend to tell people when I'm evaluating them that, and I got my, my college degree when I was 48 years old. And some some of them look at me really wide-eyed because they're, they're fairly young people, and it's like, wow, she's really old, but she went <laughs> to college. <laughs> well, and actually, I'm I think that's now. a
3: great accomplishment that you did that. But you're right, Jenny. See, just like epilepsy, people with psychiatric disabilities, whatever the hidden disability are, especially psychiatric disabilities, are also brutally bullied. I'm going to give both of you an example of something that just happened uh, a couple months ago, and then I want your your take on this. A young man, and I won't name the school, but it's outside of Pittsburgh, you know, a suburb of Pittsburgh, Uh, is a person living with autism. And he was at school. He's in high school. He was in the cafeteria sitting by himself eating lunch, and a kid that does not know him at all came behind him and started hitting him and beating him so much that, you know, when the teacher saw this and ran over, the teacher could barely pull this kid off this young man with autism. And, you know, he had to have stitches, and it was just really terrible. Um, and then the school tried wanted him to come back, and he would not go ever back to that school. Now, my question is, how in the heck would that happen? Like, what do you think would cause a young person to do something like that? Gerald, I'll ask you first. What do you think?
4: You know, I can't even... Um... Oh, imagine wanting to do cause that much physical harm to somebody um, I can't even imagine that um, all i only thing I can think of is the person who did that you know they have to also have something that is a problem that they're going through that they can't <laughs> resolve I mean that's just that's just beyond what I can imagine.
3: And how about you, Jenny? What do you think?
5: I think Gerald brings up a a good point, that even though it's hard for us to imagine why somebody would do that, we need to look at why are the bullies doing something? And as hard as it is, take a little compassion on them and get them some type of treatment, some type of counseling, because maybe their their home life, maybe they're being bullied at home, or something is going on. So it can be reversed. Um, now, in this case, it it sounds like the justice system needs to enter in. If it's a first-time offense with something lesser than, than this, this is a criminal act. This, this was an assault that, that went on with this young man with autism. So it sounds like the police need to come in and, and there there needs to be punishment. And then this young man sounds like he needs some counseling and see why he did this. Because it's just, it's brutal.
3: And, and I just want to say, I just want to say before we go to break, right. that many times kids that bully excessively end up in crime.
2: Because just right. as Jenny
3: said, you know, That's just assault. Go do that to someone on the street. You know, you're in prison. I mean, that's assault. But I still believe we can work together to change this, to make a difference. If I didn't think it, I wouldn't be talking about it today. I would not be talking it on this show. I do believe we can make a difference. And we're going to talk about that in the last half hour. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com don't go away we'll be right back
7: news Opinion.
2: and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com
7: surprise you.
2: if you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
3: And welcome back, everyone. If you just joined in, you've got to go back. Now I listen to this show, but you have to tell all of your friends to go to iTunes and download this show and spread the news about what we're going to do. To stop bullying. You know, before I go forward, I just want to tell you, students with disabilities are bullied more than any other group. I'm meaning on Facebook, you're weird, you're ugly, you should kill yourself, on Twitter, on everything. And sadly, it's because suddenly you can be this coward and have a way of saying something to someone. And I always tell high school students with disabilities, remember, remember how serious it is when you do that. You know, like if you're with one of your friends and they're goofing around and they're saying, oh, let's say this to so-and-so, how ugly they are, what a freak they are. You know, something happens to that person. It's on you. This is serious. And, Gerald, am I right when I say that you've seen things like this on Facebook?
4: Oh, absolutely, all the time. And um, you see things like that all the time on Facebook and other social media, and that's why we're here to combat it.
3: That's right. So, Jenny, let's talk about um, when you lost Sam and then what you decided
5: to do to give back. Excuse me. I formed a nonprofit, uh, and at the time it was called Preventing Teen Tragedy. Because Sam had uh, done preventing teen tragedy with his own artwork, <clears throat> doing t shirts and bookmarks and that kind of thing. And then. And, we... and
3: excuse me, excuse me, sorry yep. to interrupt. I want the listeners to know I knew Sam. I loved Sam. And I really thought we were making great progress. And Yoshiko, I know you're, you remember that you gave him that lead on jacket. Um, and we all loved Sam, but sadly, Sam one day just went into a river over a dam, and we lost him. But then Jenny decided to give back. So go ahead, Jenny.
5: And so uh, we work with individuals that have mental illness or epilepsy or their families, and we work to teach them self-advocacy, uh, awareness, uh and we do legislative advocacy. We helped in uh, the production of the report on the epilepsies that the Institute of Medicine did um, in 2012. It came out on Sam's birthday that <clears throat> year. Uh, I was This year I spoke at the Partners Against Mortality and Epilepsy and gave Sam's story. And one of Sam's former epileptologists was there. And uh, he had been just a fellow when Sam was 11 years old. So he's also going to be using Sam's story. And uh, so one of the things that we do with the nonprofit, uh, aside from using Sam's art and uh, teaching people, is we teach people to... Um, recognize what uh, depression is and suicidality is to try and prevent it. So we've prevented 22 suicides that we're aware of.
3: Wow.
5: In three what, years. What
3: could be greater than that? That is unbelievable. Yeah. That is... Uh, well, Jenny, look what you're doing. It It is amazing to me. If people would want to ever... Uh, contribute or, or want you to speak somewhere,
5: how would they reach you? Well, my email is guitarmom at gmail.com. Okay. That is the easiest way to uh, reach out to me. My uh, website is net
3: facts dot net, and if someone would want to make a
5: contribution to that, would they go to the website directly, or what would they do? The easiest thing is is the email, and then uh, I can give them uh, uh, more contact information from there.
3: Okay, all right, because I think this is such a great thing that you are doing. I really do. Thanks. So. Um, We started the Sam Miller Award because I was just devastated when this happened. Uh, What year was it again that Sam died?
5: It was May 1st, 2011.
3: It's amazing how fast time goes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, we started a Sam Miller Award, uh, and what this is is awarded to a young person that has spent time trying to prevent bullying, being a leader, trying to make a difference. And actually, the first recipient was Gerald Homey, um, who I have no words to tell you how much this young man has done trying to help young people uh, living with disabilities to believe in themselves again. And Absolutely. then the next winner was Stacy Connors, And we give this out every year at the Bender Picnic. So the most recent award winner was Nicole Kay, who is an awesome, wonderful young woman. And I just want to tell you, we'll be giving this award every year. We hope that we have more people apply. And Gerald, do you want to talk about what happens when you receive the award? Sure. You know,
4: the award is, you know, a great thing that we started doing here and um, very great recognition. um, You get to come to our company picnic where we present the award to you, um, and you also receive a monetary gift to go towards, you know, your education and things like that um, as part of the award. And in addition to that, um, you also get to included on one of these radio shows which um, Nicole will get to do here sometime soon
3: isn't that awesome I mean that you know why we're doing that for two reasons number one to keep Sam's spirit going and number two to build youth leaders in America we need to build young youth leaders with disabilities to stand up to others and help others so Gerald what do you think we can do to try to fight this bullying? What, what do you think we can do? Um, keep spreading the message. Keep speaking up. Keep letting
4: people know that when you do face bullying, that there are places that you can turn to, to um, receive support and to combat it and um, keep recruiting people to join the cause to combat
5: it. Yeah, and how about you, Jenny? What do you think? There's one great uh, website that you can understand the laws and uh, get support there, and it's stopbullying.gov, and there's just a a whole wealth of information on there. It tells you what the laws are. It says what bullying is, and it goes through cyberbullying and who's at risk and how to prevent bullying and how to... support both the bully as well as um, people who are being bullied. It gives um, what to do as far as approaching your school and uh, it's for parents and parents can go through this with your student and uh, it's just very, very helpful. Well,
3: I'll tell you what. Repeat that again. Where do they go get that information?
5: It's all one word. StopBullying.gov. dot gov. Stopbullying. gov. And also, Jenny, didn't you really like that video? Oh, the bu- bully. Yes. Yes. If you uh, and you can go to YouTube and and watch it clip by clip, um, but and or you can order it on uh, I think Amazon and eBay, but it will make you cry. Oh, but it is,
3: it is great. But it's important to watch. Very yes, important it, to watch. Yes, it is. It is important to watch. And that's what I was going to say. One of the things I'm thinking is um, education, what we're trying to do right now, educating people. You know, we, we we have to educate not just the high school students or middle school. We have to educate the parents, the teachers, Everyone. You know, for example, the R word. The R word has to go. Absolutely. That word has to go. That is so offensive. And what shocked me is when I heard a parent say that same word. So in other words, if you're listening to this show, don't use that word. It is so offensive. And it is something that kids use
5: when they're bullying other kids. Well and it it's not even just calling each other that word, but saying that is and using that word.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Because yeah. I I've even heard a youth pastor use that and I had to correct him on it. And it's it's the climate of the culture. And we need to change that and do some education, and we can do that, but we need to be a loud voice. Right. And, uh, aside from this website, most or, or many areas have crisis hotlines. Uh, where I work is a crisis hotline, and we can go out and do evaluations. Um, not everybody has that, but... Many areas have a two one one system that you can call in and either get advice or um, get some help that way.
3: Right. No matter what, don't do it. Right. Make that call first. Talk to someone first. Absolutely. This is so, yeah. This is uh, Jenny. What's that saying you have on the back of shirts?
5: Suicide is permanent. It's- yeah, it's it's a permanent, yeah, I can't even think it. Suicide <laughs> is a permanent choice. Yeah. And it
3: is. Suicide is permanent. This is not like a, you know, you're not going to get another chance. It's over. You're done. And there is no reason to forever to do this. You know, one thing I have to tell you, when you're in high school and you're thinking, Oh, my God, this is all so terrible, and this is all so important. Wait till you get out of high school. Wait till you get out of high school and you look back, and you're going to say, I worried about them? I mean, I'm not kidding you. Am I right, Gerald?
4: Oh, absolutely, It's It can be totally different after he leaves school. I know it was for me. Um, college is very different because most people were more concerned about um, their own lives at that point, and what it was going on, and you know, also you get away from a lot of the people that you were in school with. You get a fresh start, all that type of thing, and then um, once you get into the real world, people care even less about making fun of other people. So
3: that's right. So I want to tell you about that Bender Lead On Team page on Facebook because we said you know education, how important that is, training. But I want to tell you, most important is to get young people to believe in themselves and to meet other young people going through the same thing so that instead of being the victim... They can be empowered, and they can be the champion for other people. So the Bender Lead On Team on Facebook, Gerald is the chair of that of the Bender Lead On Team page. And when you go to that page, you're going to see all these, you know, young people and leaders like Jenny Miller on this page. So that if someone comes out and says, "Hey, I'm being terribly bullied," you're going to see a Nicole Kay. Who's getting, who I told you about getting that award, come out and say, hey, girl, I'm here for you. Hey, I'm your friend. You cannot imagine what this does because all of a sudden you're not alone, number one. But number two, you have other friends. And if this Bender Lead-On team, by the time we're done, we have these young people with disabilities. They want to make a difference. They want to help other people, and that's what has to happen. We need our young leaders with disabilities to lead, to have the power to help others. And Gerald, haven't you seen that with some of these young people? Oh yeah, you see these huge
4: transformations from these people, you know You know, I've had people that, um, you know, when I first started talking to them on they didn't know what to do about their disability. They were so ashamed, and now they're out there speaking out and um, helping other young people get through the same issues that they were facing. Um, It's a great transformation to see.
3: Oh, yes. And you know what else? I have had young people with disabilities tell me this changed everything in my life. I was at a very dark place. This changed everything. That's why I'm saying you've got to get kids to believe in themselves. And young people listening to this show right now, believe in you. Get your muchness. Remember how beautiful you are. Remember how important you are. And remember, we all have your back. We all
5: have your back. That's so important. Isn't that true, Jenny? Yes, that's that's just absolutely so important. I, I think that isolation that so many feel and that being alone is just so critical because they do feel isolated, they do feel alone, and that's how bullying becomes so effective and the lead-on team can be critical in so many of these cases. And uh, we we just need to ramp up the team and and see how many leaders we can get in there and turn the victims into leaders and show them that they're not victims and they can move past these instant instances and turn them into life-changing events
3: Yeah, I tell them they can become a disability rights advocate. You know, they can go into business, of course. They can do anything. But they can be a leader that makes a difference. And we need young leaders in the disability community. And we need you, as I said, Julie. Julie's been on the show before. Julie, who is blind, who they called uh, blind Barbie, freak, everything at school. She ended up being one of these people that became a leader to help others. I mean, there are so many stories like that I could tell you. But the key thing, the point I want to make is you aren't alone. You aren't alone. You have people that love you, but you've got to go. Go to that vendor lead on team page. Go there now. And one other thing don't be a bystander. Anyone listening to the show today, If you see someone being bullied and you don't do anything about it, you're part of the problem. Don't be a bystander. Jenny, before we end the show today, um, do you have any
5: message that you want to give to our listeners? Well, the last thing that Sam did was he reached out to a young man and he told that young man to stay in therapy to stay on his medication, to stay away from the people that are dragging him down, and to do all the right things. And I think that's what I want the listeners to understand and to resonate. Sam was giving up to his last thing. He just didn't know how to do what he needed to do for himself. He just felt totally done in. So anybody who's feeling depressed and sad and and having those dark thoughts, tomorrow is a new day, and you need to reach out. And other people, you need to reach back when somebody's reaching out to you.
3: Yeah, that and that, oh, amen to all that. How about you, Gerald?
5: You know, just. Um...
4: Keep on moving forward. You know, you have the opportunity to make your life the life that you want it to be, um, and you have that choice of attitude to uh, wake up every day and um, decide that your life is good, and you got to make that choice.
3: Yes, you have to make the right choice. Remember, every day you have the power and no one else to make that choice. Choose life. Choose living choose empowerment, and I have to tell you, in Yoshiko's words, youth, disability, power. You can make a difference. You can save a life. We end every show with a quote from someone that has changed the lives of so many people, and today... It can be none other than Justin Dart Jr. because of our team, the Bender Lead-On team. And that would be Lead-On! 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 No matter what. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com